8 Iman level 2 Bismillah Inna alhamdulillah Ahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shiruri anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh wa safiyuhu wa khaliluh أدى الرسالة وبلغ الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده وتركنا صلى الله عليه وسلم على المحجة البيضاء والطريق الواضح ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك ولا يتنكبها إلا ضال ثم أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم Dear brothers, uh, last lesson we've been discussing how do we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Lord and we said in short that we should know and uh, uh, admit in ourselves and in public that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator and is the uh, uh, maintainer, the one who looks after us after his creation. He does not forget about his creation and he is the ruler and we give many examples about how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as uh, a lord. Uh, as we said that the person who is the lord of his house, he doesn't accept any body to come and tell him what to do in his house. He doesn't accept anybody to control his household. He doesn't accept anybody to legislate within his household. As we said, if you are the lord of your house or the controller of your house, you don't accept anybody to tell you about your wife she should do this and that, your children should do this and that, or to change a rule when, uh, uh, you know, to, to give some legislation to you people uh, without your consent or without uh, uh, without it be compatible to your rules. Uh, this is in general in Arabic because it means Rabb. Rabb al-Bayt is the one who controls the house. Not only that he owns the house, but also he controls the house. And uh, the, the, the word Alhamdulillah, Rabb al-Alameen, that the Lord of the universes, Lord of universes, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is, he is the owner and also the ruler. Sometimes the, 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 the ruler does not own and sometimes the owner does not rule. Like here, for example, the king, uh, the king or the queen, uh, those who own, they don't rule. And sometimes you find at some, uh, some states that those who ruling, they do not own. But for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we read in Surah Al-Fatiha, Maliki Yawmiddin, the owner of the judgment day. And also we read in Warsh, Maliki Yawmiddin, the king of the uh, judgment day, the, uh, the, uh, the ruler of the judgment day. So Allah is Malik and Malik. Allah is owner and ruler. Yeah, and then we went... <coughs> To give the example that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his lordship to us in certain ayahs and in certain concepts to 
uh, to show that this concept of the creating, the maintainer, the ruling uh, is actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means by it to worship him as Lord. This is to become a motive to worship him as God afterward. We give the example of Abraham when he said, Rabbi alladhi yuhyi wa yumid. My Lord is the one who gives life and uh, he gives uh, death as well. And the, the story about the tyrant he was discussing with. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relates to his lordship, which he does not accept anybody to, to share him in it, the lordship of the uh, uh, obeying other than him, subhanahu uh, wa ta'ala. Like when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, like when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, said uh, about the, the, uh, the people who worship their sheikhs, the people who worship their ulama, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, told, uh, told us about them in Surah At-Tawbah, the repent, اتخذوا أحبارهم ورهبانهم عربابا من دون الله والمسيح ابن مريم وما أمروا إلا ليعبدوا إلها واحدا لا إله إلا هو سبحانه عما يشركون So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described us also as a warning to know that it's, a, it's an attribute of his lordship to be ruler, to legislate, to get the rule about halal and haram, lawful and unlawful, good or bad. He is the only one who have the key for this principle. Good and bad is something which is relating to Allah only. It's something which we cannot make ourselves. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayah that the Jews and the Christians have taken their, have taken their, uh, their rabbis and their priests. The rabbi, the rabbi is the scholar of the Jew and the priest is the scholar of the Christians, different from the monk. Monk is a worshipper. Vicars and priests are scholars of the Christians. So Allah SWT said that their people have taken them as lords, arbaban. He didn't say as gods, but he said, as lords beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? You see. Why did not say as God? Because nobody will go to a priest and he will kneel down to him. So, but he will give him an attribute of Lord, not an attribute of God. If he gives him an attribute of God, he will go, for example, vow to him and he'll say, look, I'm going to sacrifice this for you, priest. You don't find these things. But you will find them that he's given them an attribute of Lord, i.e., they give them the right to legislate. And this is only a right for a Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A right for Allah. This is why when this ayah was revealed, there was a, a, a convert Christian. He was an Arab and he converted to Christianity. And uh, when this ayah was revealed, this Arab, uh, his name, Sahabi, his name, Awdayy ibn Hatim, before he accepted Islam, he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this ayah was revealed uh, or with red recited in the, in the front of him and because he was a Christian he thought that the Lordship it means that they bow and they prostrate into them or they, uh, they, they kneel to them they, uh, uh, you know, they give them the attributes of God but in fact the ayah is talking the attributes of Lord which is legislating yeah? giving them the right, the principle to make law initially to change the law of Allah, put their own law. This is believing to them as Lord beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So he said, oh, Rasulullah, they, they, they never worship them. He means they never give them the Godship attributes. Because many people now, they think worshiping is only about Godship, not about Lordship. It's only about matters of praying. It's only a matter about matters of paying the zakah. It's only about matters of, uh, of intention. They don't realize that following the, the people uh, blindly is actually giving them an attribute of Allah as Lord, which he does not accept, and he called it shirk. He called it shirk, which is a contradiction of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, we will explain the four uh, kinds of shirk uh, in, a, in a moment. Then he said, oh, Rasulullah, they never used to worship them, with that concept we explain. But then Rasulullah sallallahu said, didn't they make unlawful is lawful for them and the lawful is unlawful for them and they obeyed them he said yes then Rasulullah said and this is their worship this is, a, is their worship to them tilka ibadatuhum iyyahu alam yuhillu lahum alharam wa yuharrimu alayhim alhalal fa'ata'uhum qala bala qala fatilka ibadatuhum iyyahu this is the Worship which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means. So he didn't say anything. And this for us, and this ayah is revealed all the time to remind the people that not only you make shirk, but by, by sacrificing, praying to other than God, but also you make shirk by accepting principles, collide with Allah's principles that... Uh, you, uh, you will, uh, that, that uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will call it a shirk and you will be a mushrik. Yes, because shirk is degrees. Shirk is degrees. The shirk, even the shirk which it takes a person out of Islam is degrees. Because kufr also is degrees. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَصَدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَضَّلُّوا ضَلَالًا بَعِيدًا Those who make kufr and they stop ways they stop the ways of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have gone long way astray then in the ayah after it he said إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَظَلَمُوا لَمْ يَكُنِ اللَّهُ لِيَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ وَلَا لِيَهْدِيَهُمْ طَرِيقًا and those who made committed kufr and zulm as well as well as kufr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never guide them and he will never show them any way of guidance, of guidance. so even the kufr itself as much as the belief itself the kufr is also degrees. The kufr is also, uh, is, uh, the, the kafirs are not all suffering the same. A kafir who is combined his kufr with obscenity is much more, is a kafir and rungdua. Yeah? So his suffering is different. His suffering is more severe. And a person, a believer, which he combined his belief with extra action, he's not only a believer, he's a believer and a mu'min and a muhsin. Yeah? Because... He, he, accompanied, he accompanied his Iman with other things to emphasize his Iman. And the Kafir is accompanying his Kufr with other things to emphasize his Kufr. Yeah? So, for example, it could be that worshipping, worshipping uh, uh, other than Allah as God, it could, be, it could be more severe, you know, it could be more severe, and it takes the, it's taking them out of the path of Allah, but also other shirk which is unacceptable, it, it takes a person out of Islam or out of the path of Allah, could be less or more when it comes to the degrees of kufr. But it's still called what? Kufr. It is still, it is still 
the biggest obstacle for a person not to go to paradise. It is still the contract forever for him into the fire hell. This is why we understand how come some kafirs, they have even less suffering than Muslims in the fire hell. Like we give the example of Abu Talib. When we said Abu Talib, you kafir or Muslim? The kafir. But he is the least person to suffer in the fire hell. Some Muslims are going to be suffering more than him. I'm talking about in the, for the same period. If the time is both of them, he will be the least. Uh, if the time is equal for both of them, he will be the least suffering because he only has what? A shoe and a shoe latch of fire. While some Muslims will be covered to fire up to their heads, not only to their ears. According to their sins, people will be covered to, in the fire according to their sins. Some people will be covered to the fire up to their ankles, others will be covered to the fire up to their knees, others will be covered up to their waist, others will be covered up to their necks, others will be covered, others will be immersed in the fire. Others will be in 70, 70 years falling down right to the fire, yeah? So, because a man is degrees, also kufr is degrees, yeah? So this is why you will find that some degrees of kufr, it's called kufr, but uh, it doesn't take, the, a person can never go, can never go to, to paradise once he committed that kufr, unless he repents and he does not do it. Uh, yes, of course, that some the Muslims who are accepted as Muslims, uh, they will go to the fire because of their sins and after they purify, they will go. But in the time while they are in the fire hell, they will be suffering more than some of the kafirs. Because some kafirs will, uh, they, have on, they are only kafir because they did not worship Allah for some one or two, uh, one or two reasons. Like the uh, Abu Talib would say, yeah, he was helping the Muslims, fighting with the Muslims and supporting the Muslims, but his door for, for Jannah has not been opened, yeah? He has no place for Jannah. It's haram for him to enter Jannah. But as for Muslims, this is why he goes, to, he goes to the fire hell and because of the uh, intercession of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of Rasulullah he suffers the least, but he stays forever. He stays how much? Forever. Because he has no place in Jannah. And in the Yawm al-Qiyamah, there is no, uh, there is only Jannah and Paradise. There is nothing else. There is no, no coffee shop in the middle. Jannah or Paradise. If you are not in Jannah, you are in the, uh, it's, it's, sorry, Fire Hell or Paradise. If you are not, if you are not in Jannah, then uh, you're going to be in Jahannam. So, but in the time where he's in Jahannam, he's suffering less uh, than the, some of the Muslims. Muslims will be, will be, stay only for a short period sometimes, but in that short period they will suffer heavily and they will suffer a lot. Yeah? So we have to understand that somebody said, oh, it is not like the, the kufr of uh, obeying somebody other than Allah. It is shirk, but it is not as much as the shirk of the, uh, as much as the shirk of uh, worshipping uh, God and slaughtering for other than God. It is the lesser shirk. You say, well, how do you know? It depends. Because some people, they do slaughtering for, in a bidai way, not in a kufr way. And some people are, making uh, some kufr with the Godship less than some other others are making some kufr uh, with the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So making kufr with the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is degree. Some people, they, they say there is no God altogether. This is kufr of the Lordship of Allah. Some people, they say Allah uh, does not give us the maintenance. So this is kufr with Allah as Lord, not as God. Because we say the Lordship of Allah is to believe and announce 
that he is the creator, he is the maintainer, and he is the ruler. Yeah? So it's degrees. So we can't really say this is this shirk is less than that shirk and this kufr is less than that kufr in the context that is allowed. Yeah, in the suffering it will be different. But for us to understand and to, to, to study Iman, we have to understand the things which makes people kafir, whether it's kufr of lordship or kufr of godship or kufr of the attributes and the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have made it clear that obeying other than him in matters which only concerning Allah, God, in matters which only concerning him as Lord as well, it is a bigger shirk which takes person out of Islam if he's a Muslim and endorse a kufr of a person if he's not a, a, a Muslim already. And this ayah is a masterpiece where you will find it always Ibn Taymiyyah and the big scholars and the uh, the uh, big scholars also of the of the uh, of the peninsula before the uh, the uh, uh, this evil family comes. They use these ayahs to strictly say, "Don't obey anybody for other in, uh, in Allah in Allah's matters." Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, Sheikh Hassan Al Sheikh, and also <coughs> their books Fath Al Majid and uh, uh, books the Kitab Al Tawheed. It shows this very very. Uh, clearly also in there you will find it repeated from the most trustworthy scholar of uh, uh, Najd and uh, the uh, uh, people uh, from the evil scholars which they do exist now uh, in many ways also Imam Ahmad Shakir all the ulama of using this space actually to, to, to threaten those who are following uh, other than Allah uh, people when it comes to legislation or when it comes to uh, to uh, to uh, obeying others than Allah's, Allah's law in in in, uh, in the principle. So this is the masterpiece co uh, coincide with the same uh, with a piece also uh, an ayah in Surah Al-An'am as we said before when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا مِمَّا لَمْ يُذْكَرِ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَإِنَّهُ لَفِسْقُ وَإِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ لَيُحُونَ إِلَىٰ أَوْلِيَائِهِمْ لِيُجَادِلُوكُمْ وَإِنْ أَطَعْتُمُوهُمْ إِنَّكُمْ لَمُشْرِكُونَ That Allah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do not eat from the, uh, 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 the thing which Allah's name has not been mentioned, and if you eat from it, it's a sin. Fisk. It's a fisk means sin. وَإِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ لَيُحُونَ إِلَىٰ أَوْلِيَائِهِمْ لِيُجَادِلُوكُمْ That the devils will reveal to their allies so they can argue with you to, change, to make you change the principle. So they can argue with you. وَإِنْ أَطَعْتُمُوهُمْ If you followed them, if you obey them, then you are what? Mushriks. Mushriks. So if you commit the haram, you are not a mushrik. You are a sinner. As the ayah said, you, make the, you eat from the haram, you are a sinner. But if you change the principle, whether you eat you or not, you are a mushrik. You are a mushrik. So you must understand. Because Allah allows us, if we have sinned, to repent and go back to Islam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have made it kufr to change the principle. Because when you make a sin, the door is open for you to repent. But when you make a law, you are making the doors for others open to the sin for all the time. Thinking it's not uh, haram. You see? If you change the principle, you are legislating. You are giving the people right to do or not to do. But if you make the sin, you, the sin is shown as a sin. The community will know it's a sin. Everybody will know it's a sin. 
Even yourself, you are going to be shy of doing it. And if you are not shy, people will give you double discrediting. But if you change the principle to, to, to make the halal haram and the haram uh, halal, and then some people will follow you, and others will say, oh, but they don't believe in this. That means you have branched, you have, you have sliced Islam, or you have sliced the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you have made ambiguity in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will make fitna inside the people so people will divide in your matter too many people will say is he a Muslim or not a Muslim is he a Kafir or not a Kafir shall we fight him shall we kill him shall we follow him but to Allah it's a shirk whether you have made the principle yourself whether you follow the principle of somebody else and it's a matter to Allah as Lord we have to give the principle uh, as a whole to Allah that Allah Legislate. When Allah legislates, we have to follow in general. And then specific following, it comes to how to worship Allah as God. So I hope the, uh, at least we have explained a little bit about how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as uh, Lord. Now, how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as God? We did talk a little bit about that and we said uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as God, we must Number one, everybody, you know, knows what God means. Even the Kafir, they know what God means. They mean the God is the thing which is the worship. They address their prayer to Him when they are in trouble to ask Him. When they awaken their vows, they make it for Him. Their slaughtering, their sacrifice, their, uh, their thinking is about Him. Uh, when they glorify, they glorify Him. When they respect, they respect Him. When they do their good, they do it for Him. You see, and this can only be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If anybody claims some of these attributes or rights, then he is a kafir. Or if anybody addresses some of these attributes or rights to anybody than Allah, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he is a kafir and he is a provoker of kufr and he is an inviting for kufr. So that means our hajj as a Muslim, as Muslims, our hajj, our prayer, our dua, it's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right, now we see in our time and the times before that some people, the shaitan comes to them and said, well, but you are not that clean. And the, if you go to the holy people and you ask them and they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it becomes much more respectable. You see, the shaitan will not come to somebody and will tell him, why didn't you make kufr? Why didn't you become a kafir and you go to fire hell and you will burn like a dog? You know, I'm telling that because they were, it would be a very bad suggestion. It's like when you say to somebody, why didn't you set a fire into your house and let us slap outside? It is, <laughs> it's going to be very silly. Nobody accepted this uh, silly principle. But he comes to you, you know, and he said, oh, why don't you paint your house with that nice material? It's fizzy. It's beautiful. It's this and that. It will make it look like just like this. And he show you a picture of something else. And then, obviously, he gives you material which is self-burning. You would start painting, and after a while, it burned, the house burned by itself, and you find yourself no house, no belonging, nothing. So, he will argue, he will not touch the principle. He will come into something which you like, exactly like what he did, what he did to Adam. He didn't say to Adam, why didn't you disobey Allah and become, and go down in earth and start earning your food rather than you eating, you know, for nothing and you don't feel cold and you don't why don't you disobey Allah and you just go down and show what you are really disgraceful uh, human being he didn't tell him this because if he told him that 
it means it's a vaccination uh, against the, 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 the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what he told him, oh Adam, you know, you're going to die one day, but, and you lose everything. But I will tell you, I will tell you about the, 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 the tree, which when you eat from it, you will have a kingdom which never decays. A last, everlasting kingdom, never decays, and you never die. شجرة الخلد قال يا آدم هل أدلك على شجرة الخلد وملك لا يبلى؟ Then Adam, afraid of death and afraid of his kingdom to decay, he said, Yeah, where is this? Where is this? Where is that tree? And again, this is the same trick which the shaitan goes into people to take them away from the godship of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Said, Look. You believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created everything. You believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mighty and he's got the right for everything. And you believe more than anybody else. This is why you believe you're so small, so insignificant compared to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is all true. But he used that for what? These people who are saying, Allah give us this, Allah give us this. They have no respect for Allah. You show humbleness. You show some respect. You, when you, when you want to go to, when you want to go to uh, a ruler, for example, if you go for him directly and uh, you ask, you want to see him, he will kick you out. But if you take somebody he knows and he likes and he respects, he will take you, he will give you a cup of tea and he will listen to what you, your problem and, uh, and, you know, and he will look after you and he will, and he will do whatever you, you ask him because he's generous because you went to him through the right way, through the nice way. You took somebody he likes and he loves. And you know he try uh, to to to, uh, uh, to, uh, to 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 get through this to make them accept the principle that they should go via something else, so Allah Taala will accept their their uh, uh, their dua and their masala and their uh, what they are asking for. But this is not the true. He's giving them the, the he's trying to give Allah the attributes of Nawaz Sharif. Or the, all these uh, stupid rulers who actually go by bribe or go by, uh, by things. This is, of course, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي And if my servants ask you about me, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ He did not say to him, tell them I am near. He did not tell, he did not, he did not, he did not say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they ask you about me, tell them I am near. No. If they ask you about me, I am near. So don't even tell them, I am near. They should know, I am near. They should not ask you, uh, they should not make their dua through you. To Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not even through you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, when they ask you about me, he did, he did not say, tell them I am near. He said, when they ask you about me, I am near. Talking to his servants directly. So even cancelling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Allah is the same sin. Whether you make partners with him, whether he's Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or a stone. We are all creations to Allah. It's only Allah has said that we are better than the stone. If Allah said the stone is better than us, then the stone is better than us. If Allah said the flies are better than us, then the flies are better than us. You understand the principle? We are all creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he wanted to make an ant, and you are all coming from the, the sperms and the egg of the mother. How many eggs are wasted and how many billions of sperms are wasted? You are a selection from a selection from a selection from a selection. So don't break the, the bond between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with anybody when it comes 
to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the shaitan comes to the people to make them to take partners from the point of view of respect. And if you think about it, it's a point of view of disrespect. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to worship him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked us how to worship him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us uh, how to worship him. And uh, when it comes to, to, to making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dua is the most important ibadah in Islam or in any religion. Because of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Praying means asking Allah for anything you want. Asking Allah for anything you want. This is the worship. The worship to Allah. Dua huwa al-ibadah. The hadith is sahih. Dua huwa al-ibadah. There is other hadith that say Dua mukh al-ibadah, but this is hadith daif. Wama'anahu sahih. Some other hadith say the dua is the brain of ibadah. This is hadith daif. But the meaning of it is correct. Yeah? But the correct hadith is Dua huwa al-ibadah. Dua is the ibadah. Because when you make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before you ask anything, just raising your hand or raising your eye to Allah, to the sky of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just going towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is everything. It is la ilaha illallah in its own, without asking anything, before you ask anything. So it's, it's a great honor for you to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah make it a special attribute of this ummah that we ask Allah directly. Allah gave us many bounties, this ummah. He gave us the wudu. He gave us the wudu to, to, to be ready to stand before him. He gave us the right to ask him directly, subhanahu wa ta'ala, before the Jews or the, the Christians, they, they ask through their prophets. As you can see, Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Baqarah, ask Allah for us to do this for us. Oh Moses, ask Allah to do this. Oh Moses, ask Allah to do this. Oh Jesus, ask Allah to do this for us. Oh, we don't have this here. Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu have told us that it is a worship for you to do ibadah because you are selected ummah. So if Allah gave us that gift, why then we become less, uh, less graded, as de- descended, even, even descended, uh, descended more uh, than the, uh, the Jews and the Christians because they used to ask their prophets to ask Allah. Some of us now asking graves. You don't know who is in the grave, he's a dog or a donkey or a man. You don't know if he's a man, is he a holy man, not holy man. If he's holy to you, maybe his work, his work is rejected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All these ambiguities, and we still impose it onto us. People go around the graves and they ask them to ask Allah. And they don't know whether they are suffering or they are in the bounty of Allah. And they don't know if they are suffering, they can't hear a thing. And if they are in the bounty, they are not interested. So how come you ask them? Both ways, they are not interested. If you are in your, uh, in your grave, and, and if you are a holy man, you are one of the holy men, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have opened a door for you in your grave to paradise, where you could see and smell paradise, would you be interested to somebody and knock the door of your grave? You don't want to even see him. Go away, I'm busy. Who are you? <laughs> Especially if he's doing something against Allah. Uh, against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the people whom they are asking in the graves, if they are in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, um, uh, in the suffering state, they will not be interested, they will not be hearing. Imagine, if, if you are inside the grave and you are burned and you are uh, surrounded by snakes who are biting you all the time, you, would you hear anybody coming from outside 
And if you hear him, would you be interested about what he says? You can't. You can't physically. And also you can't mentally. Because if you are suffering inside the grave, you are not interested about who is who's, uh, who's, who's outside the boundaries of your grave. And if you are in the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside your grave, you don't want people to disturb you. You finished. Because even if you listen to them, you have no, you have no bounty out of it. They are, they, they're going to take you out of your enjoyment. Taking you out of your enjoyment. Or if you are sleeping, waiting for judgment day peacefully, for the time to pass peacefully, and you are smelling from the paradise, as we know the believers, they do in, the, in, the, in their graves. If you are sleeping, would you be interested in somebody to wake you up? And when he wakes you up to ask you about something which you don't know about and you have no, you have no effort, you cannot even do anything, even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are not allowed to disturb him in this way. Nobody should go to the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and ask any mas'ala. It is shirk. And this is unanimously by the ummah, by ijma'al ummah. But the shaitan comes into the people and he tells them this scenario which we have been talking about. Try to glorify Allah in your heart. And in the end, you will find him that he's dealing with Allah as something he does not know his mas'ala, as somebody who, who, who is wrongdoer, he doesn't, uh, re, he doesn't uh, respect the, the weakness of his slaves, and they have to go through, uh, they have to give him a bribe to, uh, uh, to accept their mas'ala even if they are in need. No. Allah showed you what is the way when you ask him. He said, if you want to mas'ala to be accepted, make wudu. If you want your mas'ala to be accepted, if you want your dua to be accepted, say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, give respect to Allah, thank Allah, then praise Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, Allah make Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be a door for the accepting his dua, but not by asking him, no, by showing respect to him. Allahumma salli ala, by thanking him to carry the message clear and full. How? By saying Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid so you uh, yes he made it a, a very quick uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he made it a very uh, a reason for a quick response from him for a good response from him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but he did not make it uh, a reason for you to make shirk Different respecting is different from shirk. Like we respect the ulama, but we don't make shirk for them. We respect them because they are the doors of the knowledge, and the knowledge is the door for for jannah and the correct for shepherd. But if they use the knowledge to distort the path of Allah, we don't respect them. We have to even uh, use the other uh, means of ta'zir and punishment for them by talking to them harshly and uh, put them in, in the track rightly again or even sometimes kill them because of the fatwa of Mutaymiyyah when he said if the scholar will leave what he learned from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the religion of Allah and follows the ruler who does not rule by Allah's law then he is a kafir he is a kafir and apostate he is an infidel and apostate murtad and he deserves punishment on, on, on earth and also on the hereafter. A punishment for an apostate, it means, this is my words, not his words, a punishment for the apostate means killing him, right? And the, the alim who actually following the ruler, he gets killed not only because he's apostate, 
if he is distorting the religion of Allah, but also because he is treated like the person of bid'ah who were calling other people for the same bid'ah. And the bid'ah people who is calling people for bid'ah, even if he is not a kafir, he should be killed to stop his evil from asking people from the bid'ah. And then Ibn Taymiyyah continued, he said, instead, the alims, they should follow the path of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they should follow the path of the prophets and the holy people, and they know carrying such a knowledge, it means that they have to be confronted with tyrants, and, and they, they will have to be, they will have to be patient even if they are imprisoned, even if they are uh, tortured, even if they are killed, because this is the way of the prophets, and they are the inheritors of the legacy of the Prophet ﷺ. And he said this in uh, his book Al-Fatawa, volume 35, and page 373, maybe one before or one after, in that chapter he said. In another chapter he said, وَلَا تُنَالُ الْإِمَامَ إِلَّا بِالصَّبْرِ وَالْيَقِينَ He was explaining the ayah, وَرُجْعَنَّا مِنْهُمْ أَئِمَّةً يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا لَمَّا صَبَرُوا وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُقِينُونَ He's explaining this ayah in Surah Al-Sajda when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the children of Israel that we have made from them imams and leaders يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا to guide to our path with our consent لَمَّا صَبَرُوا when they been patient وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُقِينُونَ and when they believed hard and with certainty, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, with our ayat, with our revelations, with our signs. Yeah? So he was explaining this, that to be an imam, to be followed, to be respected, to be a, a trustworthy alim, you have to be patient, you have to deliver the message, and you, even if you suffer for it. And also, you have to show certainty, certainty of the belief of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, uh, back to the subject, respect. It does not mean worship. Worship automatically means respect. But respect, it does not mean worship. So we, we, we worship Allah. We respect Him. We respect Rasulullah but we don't worship Him. Yeah? So, and this is even to understand that Rasulullah he used to be very angry when somebody showed any sign of equalizing him or giving him some of the attributes of Allah, even if he's ignorant. When a man, he was talking to Rasulullah sallallahu and they were talking about a subject, and the man said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi whatever Allah wants and you want. Then he said, I, did you make me an equalized to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? To use the word and between me and Allah. You don't say that. You say whatever Allah wants. Then, if you want. So the matter is to Allah only. And then don't mix between me and Allah in the same sentence in such a way that my desire or my want is uh, equal to the want of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For him, it was a sign to this, to, to, uh, to, uh, to, for this respect. Also, when somebody said uh, uh, about, about uh, Rasulullah sallam that he is the master of this, and then Rasulullah sallam said, the master is Allah. Don't mix between them. I could be the master of the sons of Adam. But the absolute master is whom? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he was very keen, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So even him, he was very keen to make sure that he will not be used as the Christians used Jesus. Or as the Jews uh, uh, chosen their, uh, their prophets. Yeah? So worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as God, it, it implies that we have to, number one, 
to make sure that all of al-manasik, al-manasik means the worship matter, the practical worship matter when it comes to uh, uh, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when it comes to show respect through efforts by uh, 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 raising that spirit up by praying, paying the zakat, going for the hajj, doing the fasting, that it should be all addressed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we should denounce anybody who is trying to take take it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to address it to somebody else or twist it to make it in a way of bid'ah. This is why when we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that way, we have it emphasized automatically that we have no door to know how to respect Allah in this matter except from the revelations. Nobody can use his mind in these matters because worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is according to his want subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have never, I, have, I, I did not create uh, uh, human beings or jinn except to worship me. And people do not know what worship means. If you do not know, if you do not know me well, how would you know how to respect me? For example, you know somebody new. And if he use his own mind to respect you, he could say, all right, Jafar, I like you very much. This is a very good expensive bottle of whiskey. And, you know, I have it since 1946. And to you, it doesn't mean even if he has it since, uh, since Adam. It makes no difference. You're going to break it and you're going to throw it in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, you know, in the drain. But for him, this is how he respects you. For him, it is, uh, whiskey is something very dear for him. So he will give you that. Other people worship in Allah from the same concept, that they are ignorant and they don't want to learn about the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they, they respect Allah by giving him, try to give him the things which they think is dear most. Some they don't mind even to slaughter their children in the cause of Allah because uh, slaughter their children to sacrifice it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah said, no, not in this way, not by just going and do it as a waste. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have ordered Abraham to slaughter his, uh, his son for the sake of Allah to test, to test, to test Abraham, to test the iman of Abraham. And when Abraham responded, when Abraham asked even his son, Allah have ordered me to do this, then his son said, yes, do it, I approve you to do it. Why did Abraham ask his son to do it? Abraham, when he took the order, he could have jumped on his son and killed him. Hmm? No, but he wanted his son also to take the reward of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he consulted his son. Yeah? When Allah said to him, kill your son or slaughter your son, he could have jumped to him and killed him immediately. But he wanted his son. This is another sign we have to share our brothers in the believing matters to give them the ajr. And uh, not to be uh, uh, very selfish to try to take the ajr ourselves or to be leader of the matters. Uh, anyhow, then when, when he responded, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have uh, uh, saved him by giving a ram instead of, of Ishmael. To say what? To say, you have accepted the principle. And this principle, it will stay that yes, you will sacrifice your son for the sake of Allah, but not in a waste. Through what? You sacrifice your son through what? Through jihad. The principle did not die, as many people think. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Abraham, sacrifice your son in the cause of Allah, the principle did not die. All what, it de all what dies, that don't sacrifice him in a waste. Now, there is nobody is getting benefit if he gets killed now. 
because you are Muslim, he is a Muslim, your environment is Muslim and Allah takes the effort which you can he does not give the effort which you cannot so at this occasion at this time of the year you shall uh, uh, you shall replace the sacrifice with the ram because there is no need for such a dear sacrifice but the principle say that you shall always you and your follower Abraham be ready to sacrifice your son in my cause in jihad and this is why the followers of Abraham and the followers of Muhammad وسلم, they still accept this principle to sacrifice in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their sons, their wealth, their everything themselves in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so sacrificing and taking the order from Allah we have to take the order which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even though I am saying some people are ready to sacrifice their old children and slaughter them in uh, nearby to a grave or nearby to uh, in a temple or something but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept this kind of sacrifice anymore he accepts the principle do it through jihad if you love Allah do it through jihad you will, you will find people are not willing even to send their children for jihad but they are willing for them to be killed because of their sheikhs or because of their tariqah or because of their or because of their things. See how the shaitan wants to give them a waste of edge and a waste of, uh, of effort as well. Right? So when we worship Allah, we can only worship Him through the revelations. We can only worship Him through the revelations. We can't invent in matters. People, oh, I love you, Allah. People are making 